Good morning, everyone. Our first Bible reading from this morning will be taken from the book of Isaiah, and we'll be reading from chapter 9, verses 1 through to 7. And on my pew Bible, it's found on page 722. To us a child is born. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness, from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Amen. And um, we've come to December, can't believe it, which means it's our last memory text for the year. And so it'll be coming up hopefully on the screen. And if we could read through it together, that'd be really lovely. And it's taken from John chapter 1, verse 14. So let's read it together. John chapter 1, verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John chapter 1, verse 14. Thank you. It's on page 992 of my pew Bible. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with an angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, 
They spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. It was a time when I was allowed to eat a gigantic amount of food. Um, I was allowed to uh, drink soft drinks. It was one of the few occasions when I was allowed to drink soft drinks as a kid. Uh, it was also a time when my siblings and I would unwrap all the presents that were under the Christmas tree. And it was also a time for telling some really bad jokes I used to get in those bonbons. It was great fun spending Christmas Day with the family. And everything seemed the way it should be. Life was right. And that's actually how some people talk about what joy is. When everything is the way it should be. When you've got the right people around you and the right things and happy. The way we should expect the world to be. That's joy when everything is the way it should be. And when the world is not what it should be or or doesn't work out the way it's supposed to be, then we feel sad, we feel frustrated, we feel empty, and the joy disappears. And you think about the world, there there are many people who, who are living without joy. Not just those who live in countries that are afflicted by war, uh, poverty or, or famine. But here in Australia, there's, there's actually a lot of heartache. You know, as a nation, we're, we're more busy, we're, we're more stressed uh, than ever before, and the joy just seems to disappear from our lives. And for many people, you know, life hasn't uh, worked out as they had hoped or had expected. And, and all those dreams and hopes that they have when they're, when they're teenagers, it just seems to evaporate like mist in the sun. You see, I, I think you know, people long for joy and, and they long for significance. They, they long for security. You know, significant in terms of who am I? Do I really matter? What do other people think of me? And, and they're also looking for security as well. You know, am I safe? What will the future look like? You know, are, are, these things, are these things bad? Well, certainly not. But you know what we keep, keep on doing in our lives? We keep chasing significance in, in things that don't quite deliver. Whether it's in the house or getting that hot boyfriend or girlfriend or even a spouse or just reaching to the top of your profession. But it's like trying to chase after smoke or vapour. It never fully satisfies. It makes a promise, but it doesn't quite make it, does it? And the joy stays flat. And we look to find something else to find our satisfaction and significance. But but, but Christmas is different, isn't it? You know, we get our perfect families together, uh, giving one another the perfect gifts, uh, having the perfect conversations. Though, it's not often the case, is it? You know, there's some who, who don't have families to spend Christmas with and end up staying at home alone. And there are those who do have families and they wish they were staying at home. 
You see, unfortunately, Christmas is a sad and lonely time for many people. But it shouldn't be. And why is that? Because Christmas is a time of joy, great joy. Because it's not about us, the presents or the food. It's about Jesus. Now, on the night Jesus was born in Bethlehem, we're told in verse 8 of the passage that was read out beforehand, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Now, sometimes we uh, romanticise the life of shepherds, but, but being a shepherd wasn't a romantic job at all. It meant you would live outdoors in the cold or the heat, uh, so in the cold or, yeah, in the cold or the heat, um, day and night. Uh, you would be protecting uh, the sheep from the wolves with an effective weapon, uh, like a stick. Uh, it, it was an ordinary job for people, and they were often poor and looked down upon. And yet we have the glory of God come to these shepherds. It, it, it's like one of those, uh, in like a magnifying glass, like when you're, you know, you're a child and, and, and you sort of focus the sun rays down onto pieces of paper to burn them and other little things. And the glory of God here is focusing down on these few people. Uh, verse 9, And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And when an angel turns up, you know, what's the first thing that the angel always says? You know, don't be afraid. Why do they say that? Well, well, the angel. When there are angels around, people are scared stiff. They're, they're terrified when the angel comes along. But the angel tells them, "No, don't be afraid." Uh, verse ten, because I'm bringing you good news of great joy, that will be for all the people. Uh, the phrase here, "good news," is where we get the word gospel. The angel is saying, don't be afraid, I am bringing you the gospel. It is good news and it is news of great joy for all people, for everyone. Now, what what is the great joy part? Why is this news of great joy? Well, the angel explains that in verse 11. And there are four things here about joy. Why is this good news? Why should it bring joy? Well, verse 11, it says, uh, Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Well, the first uh, part of why is this good news? It is now. It, is, it has arrived today. Today in the town of David, just as God had promised beforehand. Uh, secondly, in the town of David, a saviour has been born. He is the saviour. What's he going to save us from? Well, ultimately ourselves. Because we've rebelled against God, we've walked away from him, we've gone astray. The Bible calls it sin, and the consequences of sin is death and judgment. And this is the baby which has come to save us. Well, thirdly, he is Christ. Now, that's the uh, Greek way of saying Messiah. Uh, this baby born today is the long-anticipating Messiah, God's King. Now, it's hard for us to imagine what the uh, shepherds might have felt when they heard this news. Uh, the Jews have been waiting around for the Messiah, not just a couple of years or a few months, but, but thousands of years. Uh, these people waited for God to send someone for such a long time, and now the day had finally come 
The Christ had come. The Messiah had come. It was great news. It was joyful news. And fourthly, the other thing here is that he is Christ, the Lord. That is, he's the boss. He's the ruler. He's the one who, who rules everyone on this planet. Whether acknowledged or not, Jesus is Lord. So why is this news one of great joy? Well, the angel is saying that God has sent his king into the world to fix the problems, to make things right, to bring people back to God, to make the things the way it should be. You see, people today are you know, trying to find their security and significance. We want to know, am I valuable? Am I worthy? But it's only God who can truly give that. It's God who shows us that our that we are made in his image, that we are valuable, and that he cares for us, and that he loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus into the world. And security? Well, God's the only one who can give eternal security, even in the face of suffering or death. Why is this good news? Well, he will make things right. Make things the way it should be to bring us back to God. Well, shall, where shall this uh, Messiah be found? Well, God's anointed king, well, would it be in a palace? Well, no. Well, verse 12, the angel says, This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now, when we uh, sing uh, away in a manger, it sounds nice and sweet. Um, but what was a manger? It was a feeding trough. It's not the most pleasant of our cradles, and it wouldn't have been my first choice. I just imagine, you know, if I came home and told my wife, you know, Rachel, darling, I've picked up this second-hand cradle. It was going really, really cheap. Um, it even comes with its own linen. Um, where did you pick it up, Ian? Oh, well, I picked it up from this dirty cow shed on the side of the road. I'm sure Rachel probably wouldn't have been particularly impressed with me. But yet, this is the picture of God's Son, Jesus, the rule of the world, born a helpless babe, having to be wrapped up, not in some fancy-wancy sort of seven-star palace, but he was born in a stable, basically an old-fashioned cow shed for some animals. And I think it's uh, Luke trying to tell us that God here is identifying with us. You know, particularly the poor, the hungry, the humble, those who are lost. And Mary has to wrap him up in, in cloth because our great king has been made helpless as a babe. That's what, it's what uh, Paul wrote in uh, Philippians about Jesus, who in being very nature God did not consider equality with God God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. You know, there's another time Jesus is wrapped in linen cloth, and it happens about 33 years later. And Luke writes this in chapter 23. Now, there was a man named Joseph. Uh, that's not Mary's uh, husband, but another Joseph, a member of a council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to the decision and action. 
He came um, from a Judean town of Arimathea, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God. And going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one which no one had yet laid. He wrapped him in a cloth, not because he was helpless, but because he was dead. He died. He gave his life for us so that we could be forgiven. But of course we know the story doesn't actually end there. Our cloths are mentioned one more time in Luke's Gospel on a Sunday morning. Now Luke chapter 24, verse 12. Peter, after hearing some news, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Uh, why were there linen strips on the floor? Because Jesus is alive now. He rose from the dead. He has conquered death. And the people who trust in him will never die spiritually and will rise and have eternal life. You want security in life? There is your security. Security that lasts forever. You want your significance in life? Well, that is Jesus died for you so that you may have life. If you want to find joy, there is your joy at Christmas time. Well, back to the shepherds. Uh, Luke 2, chapter 2, verse 13. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see the things that have happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. So they went and then they found him. And verse 17, When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Oh, well, you know, that's, that's really cool. That's, that's interesting. That, that's amazing. But look at verse 19. But, but Mary treasured up all things and pondered them in her heart. Who's the person that actually takes the good news to heart here in this passage? Well, it's, it's Mary. And it's the shepherds. But it's not the crowds. In, in the New Testament, the, the, or in the Gospels, the crowds are quite often amazed when they hear about Jesus' teaching. Because you know, he's one who teaches with authority. They're, they're really excited when, you know, when Jesus heals the sick and, and raises you know, Lazarus from the dead. But they're also the same people who cried out, Barabbas, Barabbas, we want Barabbas. The crowd is so fickle in the, in the Gospels. Uh, perhaps they were just too, you know, too busy with life to take things to heart. Perhaps they were, you know, they were too busy with their shopping, too busy with organising their holidays, too busy with their parties, you know, too busy with everyday life to make this good news take so to take this good news to heart, to ponder these things. You see, this is the thing: is that we too can also get busy in life, that we actually don't stop and think, what is what is this passage saying? What is Christmas really about? You see, this really happened. Jesus was born in the world. He grew up and he died so we could be forgiven and be resurrected. 
And Jesus will come back one day. And when his kingdom is fully here, the world will be as it should be. And those who trusted him will find joy, security and significance. You want to know what the uh, secret for joy is? Well, the answer is that the world doesn't revolve around me. I'm not the centre, but the centre is Jesus. And if you want to have joy this Christmas, find your significance and security in Jesus. And if you understand this, just as Mary did, and ponder in your hearts, just as Mary did here, that we have forgiveness of sins and security of salvation, which was done at a great cost to Jesus, we will understand the joy of Christmas. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we we, we thank you for the wonderful news that the angel brought, that Jesus had come into this world to make things right, to bring us to God. And Lord, we look forward to the day you will come again to make things all right. And we thank you for the joy that we have now in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.